Broadcasting to millions from WebmasterRadio.fm's world headquarters in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Welcome to Rainmaker. Rainmaker. Hosted by the founders of Webmaster Radio, Darren Pabin, also known as Essie Guru, and his beautiful co-host, Brandy Shapiro-Babin. Brandy. From their persistent work ethic to their personal accomplishments, Darren and Brandy bring you candid, no-holds-barred interviews and commentary with guests that exhibit inspiration, dedication to their craft, and leave an indelible mark on their path to success. And now, Webmaster Radio presents a program that is truly the destination for education and entertainment. This is Rainmaker. Hello, everyone. Thank you. This is this is Brandy Shapiro Babbitt, and I am not joined by my very handsome co-host Darren Babbitt tonight. So our witty Ray Partey, you know, very very sad. I'm very very sad. Um, so I'll be doing the Ray Partey part. He usually does the witty part. Um, so we'll have to we'll have to lean on me for that. Um, for those of you that weren't able to be in Vegas last week. Um, Webmaster Radio is out in full force. We closed down Rain in the Desert at the Palms Hotel. And uh, we basically took over Paul Oakenfold's show, Perfecto, retooled it um, for the Internet Marketplace and had, um, you know, Microsoft and PR Web and WeaveMet.com and Idea Launch and Position Tech as awesome, awesome sponsors. And it was probably one of the most interactive, engaging, well-branded, but not in your face life experiences that anyone's ever had at, well, that's what I've been told. So I can say that, <laughs> that anyone's ever had um, at a conference. So we're you very, very, what? You made it rain. <laughs> I made it rain. It rained and rain on Rainmaker. Yay. So it was terrific. We're going to be getting up. We actually um, did a vidcast of the party, but we're going to be slicing and dicing and making it look uh, even prettier for you guys. It'll be coming to you very, very soon. Um, But I'm super excited to have with me this evening. He's going to serve as my co-host as well as my featured guest. It's Mark Lopez, who is COO of Terra Networks, Terra Networks USA, who is one of the original members of the Terra Network US team that succeeded in launching the portal in the year 2000 and subsequently building and sustaining Terra.com in its dominant position among Spanish speakers in this country. He has a, an amazing background. Talking about a, a persistent work ethic, I think the first time I spoke to Mark, um, actually, I didn't speak to him then. He called me on a Sunday because this man knows no time or no day. He's that dedicated. So without further ado, welcome, Mark. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> That's terrific. See, our in-house audience loves you. Exactly. <laughs> we haven't even gotten started. I know. <laughs> high high anticipation of having you here this evening. <laughs> yes. So let's talk. I mean, first, I want to go back in time. For but for those who um, aren't familiar, can we can we talk a little bit about what Terra Networks is and um, you know just touch on some of the the topics? And I mean, my God, when it comes to deals with you guys buying Lycos, that was a a massive, like I think it's probably still one of the biggest deals to date. Yes, Terra Networks is part of the Telefonica group, and here in the U.S. we focus on the Latino market. We are uh, probably the, the digital leader when it comes to digital media uh, for the U.S. Hispanic um, consumer, both uh, in English and Spanish. We've been in business uh, here in the U.S. since 2000, 
and um, we've been uh, growing ever since, really adjusting our programming to what our audience is seeking in terms of content, relevant content and programming, and also what our advertisers are seeking for um, in terms of segmented, relevant audience that is growing uh, in this um, in this country. That is so fabulous. And I saw something on there today that I really liked. <laughs> I was a little jealous about free Botox in Brazil. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right on the home page of Terra. I thought that was the cool. And I, I thought, my God, I need to. Yes, in Brazil, I guess they're, they're giving people. I, I'm thinking I should. <laughs> How incredible. People in Brazil who actually are, um, are poor are being given all sorts of, I think you get haze, um, laser hair removal, um, chemical peels, and Botox for free. Yes. So hadn't I gone over to Terra today? <laughs> yes. I went to book we, that we ticket cover to Brazil. All kinds of uh, <laughs> areas um, in terms of our, our focus and in doing programming. We cover sports, entertainment, uh, news, um, odd news, and also <laughs> uh, we cover the lifestyle of um, the rich and famous as well. So mm-hmm. we cover the whole gamut, always relevant to the Latino market in the U.S. So Yeah, absolutely. And very relevant to me because I just bought that ticket to Brazil. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, so this is going to be an exciting trip. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to take me and all my best friends down to Brazil. So let's talk a little bit. Where are you from, Mark? Where is that fabulous accent from? I'm from originally. I'm from Spain, but I've been in the U.S. almost 22 years now. Wow. You still, you yes. still have. I bet when you go back to Spain, they, they say that you don't have an accent. Yeah, well, I actually say that I have an accent from the U.S., right? It or not, so I do have an accent everywhere I go. Right, but it's not. But they, but they're, but they're saying to you, you don't sound Spanish anymore. No, I don't. Exactly. <laughs> Which is, that's what uh, the new really uh, makeup of this country is coming to is, is people from all over. Uh, the world coming here and uh, even being born here, speaking many languages, is, is, is truly uh, an amazing thing. Well, we're a melting pot of all cultures. Definitely, definitely. So you're from Spain. When you were a kid, like, what was your passion? What did you, like, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, it's, it's funny because um, when you are... When you're born in a particular country, you, the, the last thing you want to do is, is leave that country, leave your friends, uh, leave your environment. You mm-hmm. know? So um, it, it was interesting to me to, to do that at age 15 and then come to a country where, where really I wasn't familiar with the language. I mean, I learned a little bit of English in, 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 in a school in Spain, but it wasn't really familiar to me. So uh, my, my bottom line in terms of my dreams was, was really to, to make a difference um, in the world, not only the world in business, but make a difference in the in the world overall by by actually uh, being participating in projects that that uh, make an impact. And and I think throughout my life, I've been able to do that. At times, really, I had support of family and friends that have pushed me to uh, to take you. steps like coming to the U.S., which is kind of a scary thing when you think about. Um, any of the listeners, if you, if you think about moving to a country where you don't speak the language and you've got to learn it in two to three months, um, then that, that gets you kind of uh, hesitant about taking uh, the next step. But, uh, but at the end of the day, um, 
experiences like that have made me grow and, and realize that there's a lot out there that we could be doing. There's a lot that we can participate on uh, in terms of creation of new businesses and creation of new opportunities to help other people. So, absolutely, may I ask? That's who who I want to be and who I am. I am. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. May I ask why at age fifteen you came here? It was a, a family reason. Uh, my, my father actually transferred and, uh, into into the U.S. Uh, with with a company that he was working on. So I was actually uh, not forced, but highly encouraged to move to to uh, highly encouraged. Um, and at that time, there's definitely a hesitation, especially at a young age. Oh, you're 15. Dramatic move, right? Yeah. And you're 15. I mean, you're just getting your feet underneath you. You're you're a young man. And you're right, like you're seated in your culture, you're seated in your friends. And as much as people say they maybe don't like the town that they're from, we like, you know, people like to stay in their comfort zone. But I think potentially that's really what helped you going forward because you did, like, what you made an amazing life change at at an early age and you were able to see that anything is possible. Yeah, and and I think the difference, I think this country is really well set to, to, um, to allow folks like myself to be able to grow, there's an environment of inclusion, even at that, I mean, we're talking about 20 plus years ago, in which you could come here and people welcome the fact that you were different, welcome the fact that you couldn't communicate that well because you were still learning the mm-hmm. language and be able to help you sort of adjust as you go forward. And that's something that's very unique uh, in the U.S. that, that uh um, unfortunately, a lot of other countries don't have in terms of inclusion and, and, and recognition that diversity is what makes us great. No, absolutely. And it's interesting that you see that, too, you know? I mean, because nobody, I mean, outside of obviously the Native Americans, um, everyone came from somewhere else. And everyone needed to exactly. sort of assimilate, you know, like everyone's culture is beautiful, but you all sort of assimilate under this umbrella, which is America. You know? Exactly, exactly. So we all have to be cognizant of that when we're talking about about a lot of our, our current um, uh, challenges, such as immigration and, and, and everything else. We need to be cognizant that we all are uh, immigrants. part of, of, of uh, an immigrant wave that mm-hmm. came here um, across time. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So let me ask you a question. At age 15, when you came over here and you were like, okay, I'm not loving my parents right now, but I'm, I'm, I'm coming, right? <laughs> And you wanted to do good works. Like, what did good works at that time seem to you? Well, at the beginning, honestly, I'll be honest, it'll be, it was survival. It'll be like, I got I to gotta do well at school. I cannot um, uh, not do well. I need to learn the language. I need to make sure that I can be productive here. So at the beginning, it was really um, survival in terms of language, learning the language in a very mm-hmm. short period of time. I only had the summer to do it, and also be able to apply myself in school, be able that I to to participate uh, in extracurricular activities, whether sports or other um, activities, and be able to really adjust my life to to the new country. I mean, that's incredible because I mean, I took Spanish for seven years, and, and you know, American high school, you know, here in America, and I mean, I can say, you know, the pen is on the desk. You know, like they don't really teach you. In school, other languages, I mean, until you go to a culture, you, they really don't teach you other languages that like, you can apply in the real world. 
you know, so yeah, I no, give definitely. you. <laughs> and, and I think that's one of kind of like the lessons to me from that experience was that if you want to learn something, it's great to take courses and, mm-hmm. and, and, um, and, and, and dive yourself in the academia of it. But at the end of the day, it's equally important, even more so to actually dive into a particular project and actually practice what you learn. Yeah, jump into and the deep end. Whether you're learning a language or, or you would like to sort of, uh, uh, make a career change is really important for for you to to be able to to try uh, to to be able to to whether it's taking an internship on a particular field that you're interested on or or even acquiring a mentor that can talk to you a little bit about how that particular work or that particular initiative works uh, so you can try it out. I mean that's extremely important. Which is wonderful. So let's do this. We're, we're jumping into the deep end. We've got Mark Lopez, COO of Terra Networks USA, as our featured guest. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back on Rainmaker. We'll be back with more Rainmaker after this. Welcome to Madame Natalia's. You've come to have your future told, no? Yeah, you see, I'm looking for the right life insurance affiliate program, and I have... Say no more? Huh? I see you working with AccuQuote. AccuQuote? Yes, AccuQuote. They are the nation's premier life insurance brokerage. Go on. AccuQuote will create custom creatives for you to optimize your eCPM, and they will offer you the highest payout for this offer anywhere. So when's all this going to happen? As soon as you visit AccuQuote.com. For life insurance, visit AccuQuote.com. Okay, so you're telling me that if I put the Go Currency Converter on my site, all my international customers can see how much they're paying in their own currency? Yeah. GoCurrency.com has free currency converters, language translations, international clocks, everything you need to do international business. So how does it work? Conversion elves. Conversion elves? Yeah, watch. Want to know what this will cost in euros? Check this out. Listen up, elves. We got one. $34 US. I need that in euros. Now, people. We got it. Put it up there, elves. Wow. Currency elves. Who knew? GoCurrency.com. Free currency converters, language translations, and more. GoCurrency.com. Next, with our lean and mean team, how can we manage our publishing needs and still have time to save the planet? No worries, 99. DMX is the premier ad exchange network. They publish ads that circle the globe every day. It's a mission possible. But you know our inventory needs maximum exposure. Would you believe DMX had 10 billion impressions just last month? Their real-time auction-based service gets us the top dollar for our ad space, while their superior service saves us the time we need to save the world. Oh, sorry about that, Chief. But we need creative control and our own third-party networks. And who will help manage our relationships? DMX has MediaGuard. We can select our own advertising banning profile so direct media exchange networks know which ad types we don't like. And we look great. And did I mention DMX is free? Looks like working undercover is a thing of the past. Get smart. Get DMX. Making every impression count. Find the WebmasterRadio.fm Web 2.0 watering hole and have a drink on us. WebmasterRadio.fm is now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Find us now on the WebmasterRadio.fm homepage. Now back to Rainmaker, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. 
Hello, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin, um, your co-host for Rainmaker this evening. And our featured guest is Mark Lopez, who is COO of Terra Networks, Terra Networks USA. Welcome back, Mark. Hi. Well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. So you were saying before the break, sometimes it's not about taking the classes. It's like you just got to dive in to the deep end and go for it. Exactly. What is, I mean, I mean, that's a big accomplishment. You moved over to the States at 15. You had a summer to get yourself acclimated to a new culture and a new language so you could, you know, take advantage of all that your new country had to offer. Um, what, you know, like, I just completely lost my train of thought. I had a really great question. That was really horrible of me. Oh, no. <laughs> my hamster just slipped the wheel. What was the question? I don't know. Was that horrible? Do you ever have that? Like your hamster just slips its wheel? I really, yeah. I felt. Oh, well, I think. I mean, going back to the point, I think. I think. I think practice makes perfect in a way. I think experience, actual experience, um, uh, really makes a difference for folks. And and we live in a culture here that that historically has has really um, focused on pure academics versus versus on the job training, not not necessarily just jobs, but also on the job training when it comes to learning languages, learning skills. And and um, allowing folks to to uh, find their own professional and personal sort of careers, you know. Yeah, no, which is ter- I mean, which is terrific, and I and I agree. I think the school has a wonderful place. I think everyone should go to school, finish school, get your diploma, but nothing beats on the job training, getting your hands messy, and and creating rules for yourself, and not doing things always as people have done before you. So, how did you do that? What was your first big break? What was your first big inspiration to go? I know what I want to do, and I'm going to go out and make it happen. Well, I think I think in, in college we all um, uh, lean towards areas where we're sort of intrigued around um, how things work. You know, for me, for example, I went uh, to undergraduate school at an engineering school. My family wanted me to be an engineer, and I wasn't crazy about engineering. I thought it was too technical, and 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 I I really respected the field. I just didn't think that 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 was for me. So I I. I, I was very attracted to management in general, to economics, to the way uh, markets work, to the way sort of uh, uh, entrepreneurs start up business in this country. is very different than in Europe. In Europe, we didn't have a uh, entrepreneurial um, a framework that you have here in the U.S. Uh, from uh, developing business plans to uh, acquiring funding to actually starting new businesses. So that attracted me even at, a, at an undergraduate level. So I was able to take a lot of classes and, and understand how um, uh, more about economics and more about uh, free markets. And, and sort of that set me up to to really take on a management role when I got out of, uh, of um, undergrad. So where did you go to school? I went to RPI, it's an engineering school in Albany, New York, in Upstate, New York. Really cold up. I was going to say, very, very, very isolated, very cold, but but good exactly. for you. So you were able to like honor your parents, but then also like do what you wanted to do, right? At the end of the day, your undergrad degree to an extent doesn't really matter, right? I mean, I know so many people who went to school for, you know, like I went to school for psychology. Yeah. You know, and you're not on I- my couch right now, so... Exactly. Well, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in your virtual couch. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter, and it matters in a way because it kind of frames you. Um, uh, it frames the basics of what you want to do. I think there's a lot that you can get out of undergrad in terms of understanding 
um, what what's out there. And and for me, that was very important to take a lot of a lot of different variety of classes and to be able to do a minor in economics and and do all that. So I totally agree with you that that it's not going to define your career path, but at the same time, it's going it's going to allow you to um, to have a basic uh, uh, set of skills to go out and 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 really start sort of uh, your professional development. Oh, and I agree. I, I absolutely agree. But I just think it's neat. Like, you know, it sounds like you were, you know, a good son and you were trying to do right by your parents. But at the end of the day, and you did, right? You did do right by your parents. So let's let's talk about, okay, you're out of school, right? You're, you're intrigued with this whole, on, you've, got, you've got the entrepreneur bug, right? Which is something that you're born with, right? So I think it's fortuitous that you were in this country. Yeah. How do you act on that? What's the first thing you do? to, you know, self-actualize your own personal dreams? I think um, you just keep, you need to keep, I mean, for me, more than entrepreneurship, it was ambition, really. I wanted to kind of like do stuff. I wanted to uh, to, to, to get into that um, uh, free market and sort of make a difference. So um, the, the thing that attracted me right out of school was consulting. I, I really wanted to work in different projects look at a lot of different problems, really work on challenges that, uh, that were very different and, and, and allow me to see, uh, to get a skill set that I could use with, with a number of companies. So I went ahead and took a consulting job in New York and, and I was there for three years before going back to school. And that was a tremendous experience. So now what kind of consulting were you doing? It was, um, it was a systems consulting, and in, in this was back in early... Uh, in the early 90s, pre-internet. So this was working with with a lot of different um, computer systems and information that companies had. I did most of that for financial institutions, really trying to track information, trying to understand sort of uh, uh, their back-end systems and, and make sure that information uh, flows to um, all different departments. Um, nowadays, we know that that's very important. Uh, back then, it was a lot harder to do given that we don't we didn't have standard protocols and and we didn't have the internet and all that i mean we come a long way so yeah we have we have i mean that's so interesting though like you went bam right to the source let me see how this works let me go to the back end of financial institutions (laughs) good good for you so then you then you went to so then you took yourself on to back to grad school Yes, I did. And I went back to grad school um, in '95, and um, I went back to a, to a to a school that was a little bit. Uh, people sort of consider uh, Sloan part of MIT a very technical school, but it was mm-hmm. the opposite. It was a very collaborative, small school, and 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 really that was a tremendous opportunity for me to to really finally go into um, a business. Um, uh, program to learn really business. Uh, Did you just say MIT do, is slow? Uh, doing undergrad. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Did you just say MIT is slow? Sloan. Sloan. Oh, Sloan, right. Sloan uh, is the school of business. No, no, no. I understand. MIT. I thought you said Sloan and then you said people consider it slow. And I thought, no. No, <laughs> <laughs> no it's not slow. It's actually pretty fast paced. Um, that's in Boston and that's cold as well. It's not as cold as Albany. No, I'm from Boston. Uh, it's pretty cold. And it's beautiful because um, for those of you that don't know, they shut down um, the parkway right next to MIT on Sundays. And you can rollerblade and walk and go sit on the Charles River. And Did you ever do Head of the Charles? 
It's a great, yes, I was there a couple of years. It's, it's a great city. It's very collegiate. There's a lot of intellectual activity going on over there. There's a lot of entrepreneurship. I mean, it's a wonderful, wonderful city. So It is. It's the city that I'm from. I'm from a town. You are from I'm, there. Great. I, I don't, I don't uh, catch your accent, though. What? I don't catch your accent. Are you? Are you? Do you have a Bostonian accent? No, I think it sounds cheap and vulgar, even on a Kennedy. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know what? I'm from a town that was named after me. Uh, really? You <laughs> Marblehead. <laughs> but the little town that I'm from, we didn't actually have an accent, and you can tell if I'm really tired. I actually inject ours instead of really? taking. Yeah, I have oh. a, like a reverse Boston accent, which is sort of bizarre, but. But That's yeah, interesting. Well, thank you. I think I'm interesting. So let's keep it interesting. Let's take a quick break, and we'll get back to this great conversation we're having. Okay. Sounds terrific. We'll be right back with Mark Lopez on Rainmaker. Sit tight and don't move. Rainmaker. We'll be back after this short break. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles. At hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic maximizing details now at friendfinder.com. When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network, giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic with over 6 billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using ClickShield. Their patent-pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search, abcsearch.com. Hey, what are you reading? Revenue Magazine. It keeps me up to date on everything in performance marketing. Yeah, I get all my information online. <laughs> I don't see a computer next to your boogie board there. Well, I've got a regular magazine here. <laughs> Revenue Magazine is the only hard copy magazine that covers affiliate marketing techniques, search technologies, online fraud prevention, and interactive advertising, branding, and marketing. My magazine's got pictures. Revenue Magazine has everything for online marketers, affiliates, merchants, agencies, and networks. And you can read previous issues, blogs, and more at RevenueToday.com. Wow, mine's got a centerfold. Revenue Magazine, the performance marketing standard. For more information, go to revenuetoday.com. The Daily Searchcast. You know, a cool launch. And first of all, uh, Philip Lenson did this blog post where he did um, some snapshots of a cool looking at people who are in the search industry to see what kind of pictures were coming up for them. Apparently, if you search for me, I come up with my page, uh, but the picture next to me is Danny Sullivan, the race car driver, and he is in his little race car, which is, you know, kind of cool because I'd rather look like him than me, frankly. The Daily Searchcast, only on webmasterradio.fm. You're listening to Rainmaker, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin, and I'm joined with our featured guest this evening, Mark Lopez, who is COO of Terra Networks and uh, Terra Networks USA. Welcome back, you. Thank you. See, I like this. We have a lot of things in common. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I think you've got Boston in your blood. 
Yes, I did. I never got the accent, though. I just, uh, the, the Spanish accent got to me, and st- I stayed with it. Well, you know, it, it works for you. Like, it does. I have yeah. to say, it's, it sounds it's very romantic, you know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we like that. It's very, it's very warm, very warm, mellifluous even. Um, okay, so let, all right, so now we, we understand that you are just this hard-pressed, you know, extremely well-presented, but like, you are a brass tax, get down and learn it, probably break it a couple of times and then fix it better than it was before kind of guy. A little bit like that, yeah. Yeah, okay. So now and so now you're like Mr. Businessman. And you go out and you land this job at Terra. Yes. So And um well the the the, the, the Terra um project was interesting because um because I came in really as we were starting the business. Um we started the business in two thousand and we kind of started it from scratch. So um, the interesting thing is we were part of a bigger company. California mm-hmm. is a huge telecommunications company out in of Spain, Spain. Mm-hmm. but they didn't have any um, businesses in the U.S. So we started um, Terra in the U.S. Um, with the belief, really, that the Latino market was going to explode and they were going to require um, a unique website to um, to cater to all the content needs that um, Latinos have. And that's what sort of we did in 2000. And it's amazing because to this date, and, and it's 2008, um, that premise holds and, and the market has gone, grown and, and actually uh, become a reality. So so it's kind of, this, this is an inspiration to anybody that started their own business. They got to believe and they got to stick to it and, and execute their idea. And eventually they're probably going to be successful. Yeah, I agreed. Agreed. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta believe in what you're doing, and then manifest it. So let, let me ask you a question, though, because it's interesting that you came over to America and you went through the educational. I mean, twice. <laughs> you know, I mean, you've gone back, yeah. you, and but you managed to. How did you hook yourself back up with a Spanish-based company? Well, I was. Um, I, I started doing internet in '98. Um, uh, they, they, uh, the company before, after I got out of consulting, named around '97, '98. I. I kind of, one of my big realizations was this internet thing was going to be huge. And <laughs> I really wanted to be part of it because I was totally mesmerized by the fact that we could take information from one place and instantly mm-hmm. put it everywhere. Isn't that crazy? It's that, still that mystifying. Like, yeah. like we are doing right now. Yeah. And, um, and, and so I want to be part of it. And that's really where I took uh, the decision to, to, to make uh, uh, the digital media really part of my career path. So I work for a company called, um, today it's called J2 Communications. So they, did a, they had technology that, that took faxes and other mediums of communication and uh, shot them into your email as attachments. It was a very business-to-business type of model, mm-hmm. and we were selling Telefonica. Uh, a couple of services, and and from that, uh, I, I sort of started looking at the business plan for Terra and uh, what they were trying to do in the U.S. and and that's how it came about. It's kind of funny that uh, that um, that uh, I went full circle in terms of uh, going back and working for a company, um, the, the Spanish company. Spain. Yeah, no, which it's interesting. I mean, that is interesting. I wasn't sure if that was a you know, it's sort of how I think things are meant to be. But, I mean, so, wow. So you're like one of those rear kind of breeds. You're a right and left brain thinker. Yes. 
because you don't oh, usually find like a little bit. yeah, I mean, because you don't usually find most you know salespeople that have like the ability to sell something, but then also create the thing <laughs> that they're selling. Yeah, no, my my background is kind of weird because most uh, folks in the most executives in the media industry come from the media uh, business through a career path is very traditional. You know, in in the digital world, most of the time, either folks have worked for advertising agencies, for companies in Mm -hmm. their own marketing departments. So my background is a little bit uh, non-traditional that way, which which I enjoy because um, going back to the diversity factor, um, I think that is very important too on as you put together your business. You want to make sure you work with a diverse and talented team. Yeah, I, I I I agree with you. So let me ask you. So you come, you you went to Terra, you know, you started Terra, um, and then like, were you part of like the purchase of Lycos? I was. Um, we were involved, yes, um, in the U.S. because uh, we we started sort of the U.S. business. So we were uh, uh, charter with with kind of integrate uh, Lycos into the Terra operation and work with Lycos to. To drive the business forward, and um, and and it's funny because um, the 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 integration of the U.S. business was fairly successful. Um, uh, Lycos at the end was spinned off by Terra and sold to a Korean company called Don years mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had a tremendous amount of expertise and know-how that went through into into what today's Terra from that acquisition. So there was a lot of value there that Telefonic and Terra took took advantage of. Yeah, that's amazing. Was this, was it exciting? Because that was one of the biggest deals that went. Yeah, it was one of the biggest deals in terms of value back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, a stock deal, so a lot of the the numbers back then were were higher than they are today. Yeah. Uh, uh, but in any of those deals, a lot of a lot of folks focus on the overall value of the transaction. And really don't follow that transaction going through um, time after it gets done and implemented to see what the benefits of of, of sort of the the acquisition were. And that's kind of where we um, in the business here in the U.S. learned a lot and had a lot of technology and, and the capability transfer from from what Lycos was at that time, which was a great great digital company. So what was like what was the biggest thing? Because it's interesting you see people doing stock deals today. And they're a lot different than what they were, you know, back in the day. And at the and sometimes, wow, you know, things that seem really, really big when they come boil down to what you know what the market will bear—no pun intended—tend um, to be a lot different. You know. D- yeah. No. 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 Definitely. I, I think. I think by then it was easier to do transactions of this type because um, the market was a lot more stable um, and, and valuations were, were were higher in a way. Um, but um, now uh, things are stopped, so it's, it's harder to to do this type of deals. I mean, they, 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 the benefits of of um, growing your business through acquisitions is you can do it faster. And in the case of Terra and Telefonica, we wanted to sort of make a no, no, noticeable mm-hmm. uh, difference uh, when it comes to the U.S. market in terms of growth. So um, Lycos definitely allowed us to do that. Um, and there's still, after the sale uh, to Dawn, there's still um, assets and capabilities that we have, as I said before. Which which is terrific. So you, what was your favorite? Like, what's your most favorite and prized win working at Terra? I, I think honestly, the 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 the, the, 
the difference that we've done in the business and seeing it grow over the past eight years. I think that that for me is the biggest price because at the end of the day, I was part of the founding team. So seeing a business that, that you sort of, I remember the, the first day that I came into the company, uh, we were starting to setting up the servers. We were all in one room. It was 12 of us in one room all together in a conference room. And we were sort of uh, working side by side mm-hmm. to what we are today. Um, uh, that is That is something that, that um, when I have time to reflect, it is, is really makes me feel good because it's a great accomplishment. So let me ask you a question because it's interesting because I've got my own, you know, I, I've worked with startup companies before and, you know, had my own company, my first company when I was 21. And, you know, when it was under 26 people, it was really, really fun. And then when it gets to be more than 26 people, it's not as much fun anymore. Did you find that when Terra grew larger, you kind of – it it wasn't as much hands on everyone working as a united front together yeah i think i think the culture changes a little bit and i and i totally get what you're saying in terms of it really be, it really goes from a from a small family to to kind of a corporation and and what we're what we focused over the years and what we're trying to do is make it make it a corporation that's a family so keep the cultural traits uh, that makes small companies great. Um, making sure that we have enough uh, time outside the everyday job with folks to make them feel part of the team and making sure that each of the teams that we have within the company have a lot of time to uh, spend with each other in social settings and outside of work because at the end of the day, culture is tremendously important in companies. And, and you're totally right. I mean, once you get bigger, um, uh, there's a tendency to lose to lose your identity and become more of a nine-to-five entity with really no heart. And that's what you don't want to happen. No, not at all. And what lured you? You went to, you went to like, you went to AOL, right? What lured you over to AOL? Yeah. So, so in 2004, um, uh, really, the, the terror business was sort of an operating mode. We were growing; it was great, and um, and AOL was really uh, developing their um, their Hispanic business. They were beefing it up as part of what they call AOL Media Networks, which is their their sales advertising sales um, team. Um, so, I was offered a great opportunity to sort of drive their strategy. Um, I thought it would be a great thing because I never worked for an American-based um, digital firm, mm-hmm. and so I went over there in October of four, and it was a, a tremendous experience. Um, great way to build a network with with a set of folks that I wouldn't have had access uh, at Terra otherwise. So, so it was a great experience for me. Rock on. That is so awesome. And then you came home. Yes. In uh, in October of last year, so I was uh I was in um AOL I think it was uh 3 years. And um and um it it was great to come back. Um I think Terra uh, a year ago was at a crossroads. They really wanted to sort of transform their business. They've been doing um Hispanic um Hispanic media for a while, but the Hispanic population in the U.S. is changing and the mm-hmm. trends are changing too. It's becoming more critical as part of the general population. The purchasing power is increasing, so we mm-hmm. needed to kind of take the business to the next level. So they offered me to take 
to come back to to really run the day to day operation here and it's been it's been a tremendous um uh really experience for me to do that we've done a tremendous amount of of change within the company we develop our programming in English for the latino market uh we develop an app network to to complement our 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 core business i mean there's a ton of stuff that we've done over the past year and and it's a lot of fun i mean it's really really a dream job uh for a media executive it sounds like it it sounds like it so can i acquire you as my mentor yeah sure sure <laughs> i think i mean go uh, but in all seriousness i mean mentorship is is something that 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 for me i all the story that we've gone through here in the show i never had a true mentor um, to 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 fall into to ask for advice. I mean, I had different people that I could go, but I never had a a true mentor that I could sort of hang on throughout the years. And I think that's tremendously important. Something that I miss, and I'm trying to make up for by uh, being active on on um, on mentorship uh, programs. I'm part of uh, an advisory board up at FSU where we're kind of um, mentoring uh, the students up there. To, to really ropes about getting into into Hispanic marketing and, and advertising and and it's just great. I think it's very very important to for people to get involved. I agree. I think I agree with you a hundred percent. And I think it's awesome that you know Terra has the ability to have because when you look at the you know emerging markets in Latin America and and, and Hispanic market in in the U.S., there's so many different voices with one culture that being yes. and you guys do a really good job of of creating a tonality that reaches out to all of those different, you know, Latin American um, or Hispanic populations, both here and abroad. Definitely, definitely. And, and I think, I mean, that's that's what we're going to try to um, continue to do, you know. Okay, so this is the plan. I have a plan for you. You're going to be my mentor because we're going to make sure that you feel better about yourself. And that sounds like, you know, an area, you know, you didn't have a mentor, but I think it would be really great for you to do this with another business colleague. So I'm letting exactly. you, ad- I'm letting you adopt me. And, and I'm Done. assuming, thank you. And I'm assuming I'll also have full access to your fabulous pad in Miami as well. Exactly. Terrific. Yay. Now, I think we have only begun to scratch the surface with you, and I would love to have you back. Now, next week is Thanksgiving. The week after that, we've got Craig Newmark from um, Craigslist. And the week after, I would love for you to come on. Oh, wait, nope. So yes, Sorry, Search Engine Strategies, the 18th. Would love to have you come back for a part two. Okay, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll look at that and hopefully make it happen. Yeah. It was a great great honor to be here and i really enjoyed the show and i hope uh the uh, the uh, audience did too uh, you know what i know they did and and so i'm gonna call you after thanksgiving and you tell me where and how i start my mentor program and then great. we'll report back to people because you know what i am absolutely going to take advantage of this opportunity that's what you got to do people sure i mean definitely it's, it's it's something gay people need to take advantage of opportunities you know well, that's what I'm doing with you. And it's we're, we've got it recorded, which is great. <laughs> I, 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 this the only one thing, thing I, I ask you, you need to show me that Estonian accent. 
I, I need to get it because that's, I spent almost three years in Boston. I need to get that back. You know, Mark, I can talk to you all day long about, you know. There you go. There you go, right? <laughs> I, I, I'll, keep you, I'll keep you, you know, um, warm and reminiscent about your Boston days. I'll turn up my Boston accent. But I'm excited. We'll give people updates in regard to our mentor program. And we'll, 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 we'll do quid pro quo. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Exactly. Terrific. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Everyone, that's Mark Lopez, COO of Terra Networks. You know, jump in the deep end, people. If you want to make something happen, per Mark, um, you want to jump in the deep end, make it happen. Um, Nothing happens on its own. So go out there and take the risk. And, you know, as a little boy, he came over from another country. And, you know, it's, it's, it's sink or swim. And he's been swimming, and the water's beautiful where he is. So um, I think it's a great inspirational story that you too can be swimming in your own perfect paradise. And speaking of our own perfect paradise, I've got the Ray Partey part. Darren still has the witty, but he's not here. Actually, well, in spirit, I can at least uh, kind of make him feel like he's still here, okay? I could do this. Ooh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> this he's a little here, or, you know, you know, actually, what's his strange show voice? Actually. <laughs> Well, actually, you know, you know what he did think about the interview was. Oh, nice. Yeah, he actually thought that well. About it. Oh, well, thank you, thank you very much. It's never as good as when 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 SE Guru's here, unfortunately. But uh, I'm gonna go home and uh, I'm gonna go home and see him, suckers. So really enjoyed Mark Lopez. You guys stick around. We got the Daily Search cast with Danny Sullivan. You wouldn't want to be. Anywhere. Oh, and of course, my Todd Oil Man is on this evening. And you do not want to be anywhere other than here because it is the best news from the best folks when it comes to the SEO world. And uh, that's it. You mentioned Jerry Yang resigning. He's going to probably talk a lot about that tonight. You think? A bit. I think. <laughs> All right. Listen, I'm not going to think anymore. I'm going to pass you on to the perfectly fabulous, capable hands of the boys of the Daily Search cast. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin. Thanks so much for tuning in tonight.